Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you can write a review for my show, write a review, that'd be great wherever you listen to my podcast, whether it's on Stitcher or iTunes, reviews are always appreciated. Um, if you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to people and I give them advice about their problems. I, uh, also just listen to their stories about their interesting lives. And I also just, uh, have people who call in who want to talk about their secret lives and they do that totally anonymous. Uh, so if you fall into any of those categories, and you want to call in, uh, send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. If you want to buy my book, I wrote a book. It's called Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Train Wreck. It's a cartoon book that I drew and I wrote. I'm not an artist and I'm not a writer, but I wrote and drew a book. And I think it's funny. It's like a bunch of short stories about really horrific relationships. They all end really badly. Um, And they're kind of funny and they're true. Uh, it's basically like my losing my virginity story and every relationship I had until I was 40 and I kind of slept around. So, (laughs) I mean, I never had like a lot of like a very long term boyfriend. So it's not like I slept around just that when you're not like dating someone for five years and you're, you know, you tend to get around more. Is that, does that make sense? (laughs) Anyway, um, So anyway, I'm going to talk about who I have on the show because today, and I'm re-airing something that I had to take down because uh, it was an episode that I taped with, it was one of the first episodes I taped of my podcast with my old co-host, Tommy. Now, people who've been listening to my show from the beginning remember Tommy. He was the co-host that I had on early on. Uh, He eventually got fired because he was irritating. He was a great host, let me tell you, but I prefer doing it by myself. Um, But before I had callers calling in because I didn't know how to get callers, I taped a show with him and 
we just started, he was like a guest, right? And he came in and we just started rapping and it turned into a whole conversation about mine and Tommy's booty call history. Tommy's in my book. So if you buy my book, I think he's chapter 23. That's what I say in the episode. Uh, that might have changed because I added a chapter, so I'm not really sure. He's the guy who owned the gay bar that I st- started banging. Anyway, um, he was a long-term booty call of mine, and we started talking about how that sort of happened between us because Tommy was somebody that I was completely not interested in. Like, not only was I n- not interested in him, I was like, n- like negative like not interested in him. Do you know what I mean? Like on a scale of one to 10, I was like negative 10. (laughs) I was like, no way, never. And I wound up banging him not only once, like for eight years, we had a very long-term successful booty call. And what we discussed on this call, or it wasn't a call, he was in my apartment and we taped it. What we discussed on this episode was like, from his point of view, like how, if you're a guy, how to get a girl in bed who was completely uninterested in you. And what I talked about from my perspective as a woman was like how to have a successful booty call. I've had many booty calls in my life because I've always had kind of relationship issues, but I've had like very like, I've had a lot of guys that I would sleep with and because I like to be with like one person and I think a lot of girls are like this when I like to have sex, I would pick like one guy and he'd be my booty call. And I've had a lot of unsuccessful booty calls and I've had few successful booty calls. And there seems to be one thing to me as a woman that uh, needs to be uh, in a relationship or a booty call situation for it to be successful. And I talk about that on the re- on this call. So whether you're a male or a female, you're going to get something out of this podcast. The reason why I'm re-airing it is because a long time ago, I had to take it down. It was up for like a hot second and Tommy's wife at the time, Tommy's divorced. We still have to air that episode. I'm going to get that one soon when his, di- when his divorce is finalized. But um, when he wasn't divorced and we were doing the show, his wife... Uh, actually heard that episode and she flipped out because I think he had told her he never fucked me and he was doing the podcast with me and she went like mental and he started sending me crazy texts. I wish I had them. I would read them to you right now because they were insane about how like they were a very dramatic couple about how they were getting divorced because of this podcast and I had to take it down. It was like really really crazy Um, because of that all blew over and it was fine. But of course I took the podcast down. Um, cause she flipped out and, uh, now that they're divorced, he said I could post it back up and I want to, because it was a really good episode. Um, for the people who have listened to it already, I think you should re-listen to it. Cause if you're a single guy or you're a girl looking for some action in between boyfriends, this is a good, like, it's a good like podcast because it gives you some information of how to like have meaningless sex successfully <laughs> without all that complicated shit that most of the time happens. Um, and if you're a new listener, uh, you'll find it really interesting. The only thing I don't like about this is because this is one of the first things I taped. I talk way too fast. I think I've gotten much better at my podcast over time. So I think when I listen to this, when I listen to it today, um, I was like, oh, I talked too fast and I cut him off and whatever. But, you know, that's when I first started doing it. So, you know, it's not unbearable. I just think it's like it's definitely you could tell it was like something I don't know. You could tell I'm better now at it. But anyway, it's it's a good episode. So I'm going to be right back on with uh, that episode <laughs> or whatever with me and Tommy. I'll be right back on. Do you have a story? 
lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. So um, here we are at another podcast without callers because my shit isn't working. This is a call-in talk show podcast, and I'm explaining this to Tommy, who's a new guest here today. Don't stop yet. Don't talk yet because <laughs> uh, Irene is out on the road, so Tommy's going to sit in for her. And we were supposed to have callers call in and give us their questions and give them advice. What, were we, what was the topic you wanted to talk about, Tommy? I don't know. I mean, your bootsy setup. We got to get some new mics in here. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a mic. No, I'm I'm kidding. The head ca- the head uh, gear and everything. But no, I don't know. What what to- what is the topic of conversation? Remember you told me the other day you wanted to do a topic of bad hookup stories? Bad hookup stories. Well, I didn't say it. You brought it up. You you like I don't remember things. You remember everything and then use it against me as a loving friend would. Yeah, but we, we I, I mean, to really tell the truth, Tommy, I mean, I could call you Tommy or I could call you Chapter 23. What would you rather be called? Because you are Ooh, a guy. I, seeing <laughs> how I never read Chapter 23, <laughs> I, I don't know. The, you can call me Tommy. You've uh, read my chapter. You've read I your chapter. Read chapter I never you read. You are Chapter 23 and you've read that chapter. You never read your own chapter. Let me just explain a little backstory because Tommy isn't just my friend. He was one of my long term booty calls. Um, it didn't start out as a booty call. Tommy was really into me. I mean, I was like the girl of his dreams. He tried <laughs> he tried to get me to, I think you wanted me to date you or marry you, but I just wanted to fuck you. And I did for like eight years. And it turned into a very, actually, I really believe because we had a very successful booty call in the, in the sense that, you know, we never, neither one of us ever wanted more. We just, just did business. We stayed friends. It turned and, into a good relation, a good friendship. Right, but an open relationship where there was sex involved. And a lot of times that doesn't work. And I know why it worked between me and you and it hasn't worked just because it worked between me and you. It hasn't worked with me with other people. And I think one of the reasons it worked with me and you is you were obsessed with me. And I think for women, it's the truth. You you bought me steak for one year and I never would fuck you for one whole year. And you still continue to pursue me. I have to check the calendar on one whole year. But I had a master plan and I was very good at what I did. And let's let's talk about the obsession. It was it was. It wasn't an obsession with somebody, but I was a master player at a game that I played very well. Okay, but Tommy, I was your ultimate type. Come on, not now, but back in the day, back in the day when you saw me and you met me. Yes, back in the, the day. Put the mic up to oh, your mouth. Sorry. Okay. Back in the day, yes, you were bleach blonde, you were a raging alcoholic, and I thought you were like hell on wheels, and you were a mess, and I was attracted to messes, and yes, it was great. And the fact that you said no. And you like kept saying no and kept saying no. So it almost became like a challenge slash (laughs) revenge that I have to get this girl. And I played it. You have to admit I played it perfectly. I uh, honestly I always tell people you should actually teach guys like a class on how to get a girl to fuck them that would never fuck them because I never wanted to bang you like never like you were on my never fucking ever list okay no offense <laughs> I was not into you in the slightest okay. wait stop 
But I was into steak and you offered to be, you were the first person that actually introduced me to something called the sponsorship program. Girls, listen to the, what the sponsorship program is because it's an actually a really great deal and it actually exists because I've had the sponsorship pro- program with other people uh, other than you. And you said, Kathy, because you knew I wasn't going to sleep with you, but you had your master plan. You didn't make that obvious. And you said to me one day when we were out, I remember at Ottawa, the bar where I worked, you said, hey, Kathy, do you have any sponsors? I'd like to be your sponsor. I said, what is a sponsor? And you said a sponsor is somebody that takes you out to dinner and buys you stuff and you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to do anything for it. And I was like, who the fuck wouldn't want a sponsor? <laughs> I, I love I steak. Like- I had just quit drinking, right? Was I? No, I was still drinking. Still drinking. Poor still thing. Drinking. He met me way too late. You met me on the verge. I met you on the, the downfall. Yeah, you met me on the downfall of crush. what you loved, which is the old train wreck Kathy. Yes, but because you're from Jersey and you're cheesy and tacky and you like tacky, <laughs> cheesy, Kathy. Yeah, I think you were a little more tacky and cheesy than I was. Tommy, you showed up at dinner once in head to toe Puma. And I don't mean just a Puma top and a Puma pants. I mean a two Puma head band, Puma hat, Puma ear, like Puma fucking everything. That's nothing more tacky than that. Puma's cool. Okay, it okay. wasn't even, you didn't even, you weren't even coming from the gym, even worse. Okay. Okay, so that's your defense mechanism of knocking me down and not giving me credit for my master play game. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. This is, I want to give you credit and I always have given you credit, I tell you. This is why Tommy got me because he really was on my never fucking ever would I fuck you list and the way you moved over and it absolutely happened. I mean, he got me to the point where I actually made a pass at you. That's what happened. I remember exactly the whole story. But oh. so a year, yeah, you remember too. So a year went by and all you did was take me out for steak. And when we went out for steak, I think you you were smart. You listened to what I had to say. You figured out what I liked and whatever I liked, you just bombarded me with it, right? You got that I liked steak. You got that I liked when you gave money to my cab driver to take me home. And you got that I liked compliments. So all you did was compliment me, feed me and pay for my cab rides home. Yeah. And I loved that. Well, no, I found your weakness and your weakness was was you never were with like gentlemen. You were always like hanging around and dating just these slimy douchebag guys who had no class or, you know, had no gentleman um, characteristics. Yes. So I saw that. That's like, true. I saw the absence of that. And I said, let's see how she responded and planted a seed. I let it germinate for a year. <laughs> That's more than planting a seed. Listen, you hey, had you built a garden. Takes, <laughs> yes, it takes a while for an oak tree to go, but once that tree began to what it it bared fruit for a long time. It, told, it, was, it was worth it. It was, it was totally. I was like, it the, paid right, dividends right. every single night for eight years. Yeah, and it got to the point where I almost had to say, no, I don't want the dividends because. Were, I don't think it ever got to that it point, got Tommy. Got a little please. bit of that point when that I was begging you for sex and you said no, absolutely not. That never, we never got to that point. I think we both exited way before that happened. No, 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 no. no. You weren't begging me for sex, right? I was begging you for steak. You were begging me for food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and, didn't even get dinner anymore. To, and trying to bribe me with sex. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. 
No, I always wanted food and sex. I always like them equally. You said, said, hey, listen, I'm super hungry tonight. Can you take me to... I'll blow you. Yes. Yes. A couple times I gave you had if I wasn't in the mood just because I wanted dinner. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that wasn't about anything changing. It was just about my mood for the day. So let's go back to the beginning, though, so that people, so guys like you that are trying to bang a girl that's like no fucking way, but they're friends with her and they want to get down her pants. What you did, which was very smart, which a lot of guys don't do, is you never made once in a blue moon, every now and then you'd say, hey, you want to bang? Like, or you'd make a a kind of a sexual pass and I'd say no fucking way. And then you back off. But most of the time, you never made a pass at me. And let's all be honest, the reason why you were making a pass at me is you didn't have to. You weren't some desperate guy right you were banging tons of girls on the side so it wasn't like you had to so i think if guys are smart even if they're desperate they won't show their desperation don't ever make a pass at the girl because for me personally i want it needed to be my decision it wasn't going to be yours well what most guys do wrong is exactly that they they go into this like carnivore like i see something i have to conquer it and go right after it now what you know, through experience. And I can say, man, I've been around the the world, around the block. I've, you know, I have triple digit numbers. Like, you know what I mean? I I have, I have some degrees here and what you're, you're a man whore (laughs) retired, right? Retired. Right. So Tommy's married um, and has a baby. And, uh, what, what I would say is what you, what you do is first of all, you, you don't come on and you, you basically slow play it. And you let them come to you. And you also, when you, when you listen to them in the beginning, is you find out what's missing. Like with Kathy. Yes. She never was with a quote-unquote gentleman. And she was never with someone who was just like, hey, let me take you out for dinner. And then, wow, this girl, you take her out to dinner and she's like, all right, waiting for you to make the pass, waiting for you to make the pass. And the whole time she's at dinner or wherever you take this person, they're waiting for the bomb to drop and then... If you don't drop it, it just never happens. So then what happened is you made me feel safe. I knew I could just take you to the cleaners for all the money you had and buy me all the steak that I wanted. And um, that's really all that I really wanted. I had no master plan except to get, you know, a couple free dinners a week. And what happened? Exactly. No, right. But what I'm saying is that does that same plan work for any girl? No, I I think it does. And basically what you do is you kind of become friends with the situation. Right. But this is also for girls. Let me tell you about how what I did got Tommy totally obsessed with me. So this is like the plan. <laughs> you know, the, Tommy's teaching you how to fuck a girl that doesn't want to bang you. And I'm going to teach you girls how to get a guy who just wants to bang you to become totally really into you. It's the truth. What happened was because Tommy wasn't allowed to bang me or and be with me. And, you know, if I would have done that in the second week, it would have just been like been there, done that. You would have never known how captivating and interesting I really am as a person. And it, so that the time would have just come and went and that would have been it. Right. But what happened was you had to sit at so many dinners day after day for that yes. whole year and just listen to me. And you actually wound up really liking my personality and liking me as a person and developing a real relationship with me. Yes. So and then have- when great sex got on top of it, how could you not be obsessed with me? That's and the way to get a guy. And I am extremely girls. interested in crazy people. And I was totally crazy you were back then. Batshit crazy. Yes. <laughs> Even when I quit drinking, because this is the thing no, about but- Tommy is I he started on his mission. We started the sponsorship program when I was still drinking, and yeah, then it was in my the middle, idea it was a great no kidding. idea. And remember how I explained it to you? And you're like, I don't understand what the sponsorship program. Before I told you, whatever. 
I said, it's almost like you're a giant race car, okay? Oh, I don't remember. I was probably drunk when you said that. Yeah, I was like, I just heard a giant race car. No, this is all I heard from you. I'll take you out to dinner and you don't have to do anything for it. That's what I heard. What did you, what the fuck is a race car thing that I didn't even care about? I was checking out another guy at that time. In the moment of clarity, that's what you heard. But uh, no, I mean, it was like. Mic to your mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. It's hard. I know. Um, you're not used to having It's almost like you're a race car and you put the advertisements on the race car. You don't have to do anything besides go round and round in circles, but you advertise the name. It's almost like you a sponsorship. You explained this to me? I or did. is this what's in your head? Well, was this the time that you were sleeping on your roof or you woke up and you don't know where your date went? <laughs> I don't remember these things, you know? Oh, you obviously remember. Oh, I remember a lot. Right. Yes, I was. Th- so Tommy met me probably about six months before I quit drinking. And actually, by the time I wound up fooling around with you, I had been sober for a while. The thing was that I was in love with this guy, Jason, remember? And he worked with you. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was your friend. And I would go to Tommy and complain about this guy, Jason. And Tommy would just be there. Besides buying me steak and complimenting me and you know giving me money, he would also give me advice for the guy that I really liked. And when i tell him that the guy doesn't like, he'd be like, how could he not like no, you? You'd sad, sympathize with me. Yeah, but the sad part was he really did like you. Yeah, I know. It was so obvious. And the sad part was he really did like her and... But, you know, neither, every, either both of them were, like, too shy to, like, pull the trigger, which kind of sucked, you know? Well, not for you. So what happened was when, up when things went down. No, he had a micro ween. Remember, that yes. was a thing about him. And that's, that's why horrible. I think, no, that's why he always knew that I was into big weenies. That's a thing with me. I absolutely will admit. I, I don't like a really small one like it is a problem and he had a microwave he talked about it all the time he said it was the size of a pinky like not just small but like thin i think it was like a deformity and how if you're if like it doesn't matter how much you like me of course he was embarrassed to ever sleep with me i think uh, that was the problem a microweenie and beef curtains would have never made a good match <laughs> first of all i had a beef curtains come on i don't have beef curtains that's another that's another topic but let's stick to this one so you're sitting there you're taking me out to dinner you're never making a pass at me because you're getting you're needs met someplace else so you don't need to like really push the push the envelope with me which for a woman makes her feel safe and makes her feel you know and that gives me time to sit back and you know get to know who you are too as a person and starting to like now that I'm not you know dating these scumbag musicians that I used to date, date when I was like drinking down on the lower side now I'm dating this now I'm hanging out with this guy who's giving me money he's giving me compliments he's really nice he's treating me like a queen he's totally into me because I could tell at this point that you're really starting to like me as a person so I I start to think, you know, maybe, you know, there's something here. And I, with those thoughts come, like, I start to get, like, turned on by you. Secretly. I kept it to myself for a little while. Like, honestly. I was, like, you know, when we would go out and stuff, I would have it. But I was, like, there's no way I'm ever going to be with him because this was the guy I said never, ever. And I would tell you that to your face. So, at that point, I'm, like, I can't give in just for the point of it. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. Because I'll look like an asshole. And then. And every time you said it, I was, like, okay. I know that's the best thing to say to a guy if you want him to do something is say like I I would never let you go down on me five times like ever never and then trust me he'll go down on you eight times <laughs> it's the best way to get someone to do something for you just say never um, you could never or I would never it's a challenge to a guy so what happened was we're laying out down in Battery Park and I was so horny for you I couldn't even take it I literally was like can we go up and um, can you give me a, mas- a massage? And then I think I said massage my inner thighs. And then you went down to me and I literally put a pillow over my face because I, it couldn't be you. Like I still was like 
conflicted about it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a, the, my bottom half of my body was very attracted to, but my upper half really wasn't. And so, <laughs> so I decided to put a pillow on my head. It's, it, this is all in my book, chapter 23, the pillow in the book, the, the pillow over the face is hilarious. And, uh, you went down on me and we did everything backwards. I think we had oral sex first, yeah, and then we, anal sex then anal and sex. then regular sex. And then I think we eventually made out and held hands. <laughs> and I think that's kind of backwards, but that's what happens. And then we, what happened was I, in the middle of all this I found out you had a girlfriend so now I know you're like a raging cheater and you were lying to me and uh, then me and you go on some like illicit vacation and we do start like holding hands and kissing on that vacation and I started dating at the time that black girl which one? I wouldn't say her name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, remember yeah, you were dating her. Yeah, I found yeah. out in the middle of our rendezvous and I'm like, okay, we had such massive, ca- like the sex is really great. There was so much attraction there. I wasn't going to stop. And then we went on a secret vacation. So you're a massive cheater. I'm like screwing you and you have a girlfriend. Um, and then I start to feel like I start to like you. And I was like, this, you know, can't go on. And so then I dumped you. And then we didn't sleep with each other for How like. How did you dump me? Well, because I couldn't like you. No, but but we weren't dating to begin with. You weren't dumping anything. No, I ended so sleeping with you. That was like dumping you. You were okay. devastated. And how okay, long you did were that de- last? you were fucking devastated, Tommy. <laughs> I have wait. Oh, by the way, God. I have journal entries about the whole thing. Okay, okay. I journaled back then, and so I still during have, my devastation. Yeah, you were devastated, lasted, and and you're withholding of sex how long no did i just last? said that's it's over it lasted for about two months and then i threw a new year's eve party remember when you came over to see me it was the first time i let you come see me and then we had sex and then we continued to have sex after that all the time and it turned into like you were like a service call for me yeah yeah i it would call you up whenever ways. sometimes at lunchtime i'd come over to your house we do it and that was it and in between boyfriends um you were my go-to guy i was always monogamous so whenever i had a guy i cut you off and then when it didn't work out with the guy you'd be there to console me you know in the way that you console I women like, no i like your version your version why what's been, your version come on your version is a little warped why what's your version it's a little warped. tell your version my version was a little bit different than that it wasn't so, oh, when I called you, you came running and this and that. I remember a certain individual who showed up at my door a few nights in a row. You did come over, come over to my business and you know what I mean? No, that was, when we, we took a break from each other and didn't talk for like two months and okay. then you text messaged me or called me. I don't know if there was texting back in that day and I invited you over to the hotel because I was throwing That's a New amazing. Year's Eve party there. there. was texting back in the day. I don't know. This was a long time ago. Oh, I Because wish. it's like when I quit drinking, I quit drinking when I was 34. And then we continued to have sex for eight years until I was 40. Well, until I was 40. Yeah. Or 41. Yeah. So however many years that was. Tommy was younger than me. I was an older broad. Tommy's an equal opportunity employer. I mean, he'll fuck anything and anyone. And he likes fat girls, short girls, tall girls, black girls, white girls, old girls, young girls. You like them all. You know? And honestly, I believe that most heterosexual men that have a very hell are wired that way. It's just the way that it goes. I think women think, oh, well, guys only fuck pretty girls, and that's just not the truth. I mean, I'm not going to hide, f- or, or you know, I'm not going to hide from any of my conquests. You know, they were all good. I don't regret. Well, I regret maybe one or two of them. The beef curtains, Amex Express girl, the American Express beef curtains girl. <laughs> <laughs> beef curtains. Do you like beef curtains? The mad, the mad pooper. Oh my God, Tommy! Please, so I, well, Tommy okay. had sex with a girl who pooped during it. Well, I had a, I had a bad run, and it was like a whole week. So it started off. I met this one girl who kept coming by my job, 
and uh, you know, hitting on me, whatever. It was going back and forth. And then one night I was like, all right, come back to my place. And she was a little wasted. She came back to my place and we started fooling around. And I think she, I, she had to have been on some kind of like muscle relaxer or something because she was very, very loose. So to make a long story short, while we're having sex, she's on top of me. She comes and then she stops and I'm like, what's that smell? And she turns around with her hand from her back and turns around and shows me. And she literally, I guess, came and messed herself at the same time and like showed it to me like like a monkey. Yeah, I was she like, must have been on some kind of drugs because no girl in her right mind would ever show a guy shit if she shit her pants. She Would, oh, would she ever oh. let a guy see it? That's it, disgusting. It was, it was horrible. I never, disgusting. Was she horrified? I, well, or confused? So then I, I screamed at her to get up and I pushed her into the bathroom and like she got into the shower and whatever. And I just basically piled up my sheets. And I threw them in the garbage. I'm like, I'm not washing this or anything. So I threw everything away. So I'm waiting for her to get out of the shower and I opened up the curtain and I guess she was still like drunk or high. And she's like, hey, come on in. And I was like, get the fuck out of the shower. So I washed myself off. She's laying in the living room and is like, want to go again? She wouldn't leave my house. So I basically opened the door and I threw her pocketbook in the hallway. And when she went out to get her pocketbook, I just locked the door. You did not. Well, no, I think anyone that shits in their pants and then shows it to you in the middle of sex deserves to be locked out of your house. Oh, no, no. It gets worse. Then two days later, I hook up with another girl, random. And she, she was, poops too? No, 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 no. She pees my whole bed. Okay. <laughs> so we're two days later with a new set of sheets and I kind of wake up and at first I'm like, oh man, is that me? Was I too drunk? But it was her. She pissed all over me. Of course she apologized, whatever. She did the walk of shame. And I'm like, I'm having a bad week. Three days later after that. So three days later that I go out with this girl. She's a singer, whatever. And I, I was trying to work it for a long time. Finally, I'm like, all right, I take her to one of my, like, kind of spots to, like, you know, seal the deal. I take her to Mr. Chow's downtown in Tribeca. So she must be a pretty one. Uh, she was very pretty. Right, because you're okay. not going to be taking them out if they're not that great. So at Chow's, you know, we have all the Chinese food, this and that. I ha order a bottle of wine. We have a bottle of wine. Then we have after-dinner drinks. Before we even had dinner, we started off with champagne. Then we went out for drinks. Then I brought her back to my house, had sex, everything awesome we clean up we're kind of laying there passing out and like a couple minutes goes by and she goes i don't feel so good and when i turn my head from the left uh, from the right to the left to, and while i'm turning it i'm like what hurts she projectile vomits on my whole face with like low mane and i was just like there with this low mane hanging from my Did eyebrows you, saying what a fucking week. I got shit on, pissed on, and now someone puked, puked on, on my you. face. That's awesome. I took at least two and a half weeks off from Asta. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Is that a true story? That, in that? Is, that really happened all the I mean, maybe that happened six months no, in between each other. Literally swear I on your swear life. I swear on my life stack of Bibles. And it was like, I, 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 and you know, obviously in the business I am, I'm telling everybody and I'm like, I can't believe this happens. I, re I literally took 
A three-week break from ass. I right. might have slept with you, but I took a three-week <laughs> break from ass. But so I was different than ass. Like, I wasn't considered well, ass. You didn't piss or shit or throw up on me. Right, that's because I wasn't drinking. You, you had me you sober se- most of the time. You, you had me sober for seven and a half years. You were self-contained. It was sober sex. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff, you know? And also, I wasn't just a booty call. I was there to help you with medical problems and evaluations. What does that mean? When you thought you had weird tits, I would look at your tits <laughs> and make sure they weren't weird or a bump wasn't at a place. Um, Can you give me a breast exam today? I'm having, I, yes, a, I'm having one exams. of my hypochondriacal moments. <laughs> I gave um, butt shape analysis many times. <laughs> <laughs> you said I have my ass looks really good. So. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I guess you're working out. But like, you know, you, you would go through these like crazy phases where you think you were getting old and people weren't talking to you. And you would think the pro- the source <laughs> of your problem would be that your ass looked a little droopy. <laughs> so after giving ass exams, and then I have to mention again. Yeah. Even when someone said that you had beef curtains, you came over to my house because mm-hmm. I was a trusted confidant. Yeah. And I examined said beef curtains. No. Okay. First of all, let's rewind a little bit because you said someone said I had beef curtains. No one ever (laughs) said I had beef curtains. I got, I do tend to loop into things. And so if I get something in my head, I can't let it go. And I um, thought for one time, like, how do I know I don't have beef curtains? Because how do you really know? I mean, I kind of know what beef curtains. So I started to like become obsessed with the fact, like become obsessed with beef curtains and the fact of whether I had beef curtains. So I would like Google a lot and talk to a lot of people. And, you know, how do you know unless you ask a guy who's seen a lot of curtains are they all I, curtains well, or just no, beef every, curtains? Every vaginas are like fingerprints. Right. So There's I came no over to your thing. house and I dropped my pants and I said, do I have beef curtains? And you just made jokes. I couldn't really get a full answer from you. Okay. You didn't have, you don't have. Full, I don't have beef You don't curtains. have full curtains. I don't have a- at all curtains. Because let me just tell you, Tommy, I slept with someone very shortly after that. That <laughs> if you want to think that you're a fucking player, this guy is the king of play. You think you went around the world. This guy goes around the world in 20 days. Why okay? are you taking and, my title away from me? Because uh, it, it has been taken. And I fucked that guy. <laughs> and he angry. told me after. Absolutely no beef curtains, okay? So I know for that's who you want to find out. A guy that slept with the fucking I, world. I didn't say you That's had, what I need. So I got okay. actual confirmation. I, I do not have beef curtains, but <laughs> I was going to put my picture on ratemypussy.com because I didn't know and whether I advised I, you against it. Why would you advise me against it? It was, actu- it was actually a really great idea. You could put your picture of your thing up and people will rate it and tell you if it looks disgusting or it, lo- it looks good or if it looks gross. I, you know, I wanted to know. I wanted to know how mine compares. You know, I come to you, I drop my pants and you don't really give me a good critique. So because I had I didn't to go. I think you were serious. I thought you were. I really was serious. But, but, I was wondering, how does my pussy rate? Is it, do I have beef currants? Do I not? Is, does it look good? Is it not good? Like, how do you know? If you're not going to, you know, so I actually found out it's actually really good. So everything's fine. But for a while, I was a kind of obsessed with beef curtains. And I found out a couple guys really like beef curtains, but most people don't like them. And other people don't know whether I, they have beef curtains. I told you I was with somebody that legitimately had not even curtains, drapes. Yes. It was the American Express girl came over. Yeah. Tommy owns a business. He owns a gay bar, a very successful bar here in New York. Okay, it's not gay. It's straight. <laughs> and uh, he owns a business here in New York. Chapter 23, we'll call you if you want. Um, and he... Uh, and 
the Amex girl, the girl who works for Amex came over and somehow like in within 20 minutes, you got down her pants. I took a year. She took 20 minutes and she, <laughs> and she had beef curds. <laughs> Poor Amex girl. Poor Amex. <laughs> and you, and she had really bad, right? It was really bad. And like, I guess you just develop more skin down there. But like I, like I, I said before. No, I'm 44. My, no, 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 no. But oh. like some people are just born with, I guess, of extra course. skin down there. I mean, but come on. On the internet, there are tons of sites dedicated to it. So there, there's like, I don't know, what would you call it? A subculture? No, some people are into it. There was yeah. like ton. There was almost a whole, I was like, I loved my beef curtain phase because I learned so much about it. I saw all these hilarious <laughs> websites where they have beef curtains like in motion and they move and they have poetry and poems and people that are obsessed with them, which I get, you know, there are people that like it. Um, I, you know, and it's, uh, it was very fascinating. I get fascinated with stuff and then I get over it and I move on. But beef curtains was a thing and I don't you, have, you, no you one ever told me about I'm, things and then, and then I move on though. Yes. yes yeah. Do. I get into it. I, I like to get, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, you know, I want to know things. I like to know things. Really? Yeah. I like to know things. You don't? <laughs> of course I like to, well actually no. Some things I don't want to know about. Like what? Well, not just about sex, but there's certain things. Well, actually, yeah. Th- some things I don't, I know about, but I don't want to know about. I mean, now that I'm married, it's different. But like, you know, when you're with a girl, here's advice for guys uh, or for girls with their guys. Yes. Okay. A lot of times, the slightest thing, I could be with somebody that I thought was the hottest. I couldn't wait to sleep with them and whatever. And sex was great. And when they got out of bed or they did something or like went to the bathroom with the door open, it's little micro thing would just like click in my brain and I could never sleep with that person again. Really? I would. Yeah. That's a little weird. It is weird. And there was actually a girl. This is when I was in high school. There was this girl. I wanted to sleep with her. I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I tried and tried. tried. Finally, I she came over. We had sex. I think I took her virginity. And this girl, after a while, we were laying in bed under the cover. She's like, oh, my God, uh, let's date, you know, let's, you know, be exclusive. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. I'll never forget it. She got out of my bed. And when she stood up, like, like her tailbone (laughs) or something at the top of her ass. I'm telling you, this is serious. It was just like weird. And I don't know what happened. I, I... I'm sorry if she ever, if this ever gets, you know, out there and she hears this, that, that's why I didn't call you. <laughs> no, but what is the, what is your advice? If you have a, a tailbone that okay, sticks no, no, out, no, no, don't no, no, try no, no, and no, fuck no. Ta- that, anyone. No, no, no. That's it's not my advice. My advice is if you use like the restrooms or if you have one of your feminine things going on, like don't leave evidence. Okay. What about, let me ask you this. If I'm fooling around with you and you start to put your hands down my pants and I say, you know, hey, watch out. You might come across a big fat pad because I have my pe- <laughs> I have my period right now. You know, are you is that going to turn you off? That's that's actually uh, you shouldn't let you shouldn't let it go that far. Like while if I'm make- wearing a pad, I should not even let a guy. Yeah, don't right. let him put his hands down there. I because I-, <laughs> I wear pads, and you know I was with a guy fooling around recently, but it's a guy I've been with for a long time. So uh, you know I could be like, hey, listen, you're just gonna find a big fat pad. So if you want to keep going, that's fine. Or but just, if you want to stop, stop. I, you know, because that's what's going on. Or be as 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 like light and gentle on the description as possible. Don't you think you're gonna be a lot less turned off if a girl's like, hey, listen, babe, you, there's a fucking pad in there that you're gonna fit. Then a girl that doesn't say anything, and then you. 
feel a big fat pad. I feel like that fat pad feels no, a lot worse if you I don't wanna, know it's there. I want to be, uh, I, I, if, you know, you want to be around the girl who is smart enough to take care of those things. Like, perfect example. Want a quick story? About? In college, came back to my house, hooking up with a girl. She excused herself in the bedroom. She's like, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom real quick and freshen up. She goes to the bathroom, okay, whatever, comes back, and we're hooking up. At this time, I had a little uh, mini chihuahua, uh-huh. this little dog, Monty, and he just got into everything. Mm-hmm. So when we were done having sex, you know, the dog, you know, we we're laying there. The dog comes running into the room. Yeah, obviously with, with like the something. string and the tampon hanging, the bloody tampon hanging out of his mouth. Oh my god! I, the poor girl was mortified, but I, I was like, kind of skeezed out. I was like, Ugh, why would you? You know what I mean? But where she, the tampon was in the garbage. That's why is that ski? Why would you well, ski that? That's left normal. It in the open, you know what I mean? It just like I don't know. Maybe they should carry one of those like. Um, the, the medical waste little plastic bags. No, by the way, if you take a tampon out, you throw it in the toilet and you flush it. Nobody puts them in the garbage. That's true. But what, what happens Maybe if she, she flushes it and in the toilet gets clogged? And then your dog goes into the toilet and no, goes she, fishing? No, she calls you. She's like, oh my God, your bathroom's flooded. But we're not talking about a fake thing. We're talking about reality, Tommy. Okay, that's reality. In reality, she took her tampon out and missed the toilet. No, it landed it. on the floor and then your dog got a hold of it. So that's oh, what happened. so bad. It was so Yeah, bad. that is kind so of anyway, bad. anyway, getting back to the topic was you got to take care of the details. I mean, body things or whatever, that's something else. But I mean, details like that. Or, you know, when you hook up with a girl and she pulls like a handful of condoms out of her pocketbook, that's exactly. a warning flag. But do you really care? I mean, are, like what, what is that? What a warning for what? A the, warning the, that she fucks around a lot of people. Does it matter? What does it matter? Depends what you're wanting to get yourself into. Right. Exactly. I mean, most of the time you're not really wanting to get into, uh, you know, a white picket fence situation. So what does it matter? That's like a double standard. That's so ridiculous. Most guys fuck everyone and a girl pulls out a bunch of condoms and you're like, oh my God, she might sleep around. I don't know about Even it. Even though you sleep around. You make it sound, you make it, you make everyone feel like it's the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. That was the thing about Tommy. No matter where I would go with you, we'd have these fake days where I'd go out and I'd have my fake boyfriend because if we, you did take me out, most of the time we just had sex and then I went home. Yeah, but but if I'm- we did go out, the great thing about you is that you would just be totally fucking into me. And let me just tell you, that is the reason why booty calls only work for me and for most girls. And this is the rules with certain guys. I will only have a booty call with a guy that cheats me the way you did. And it's not about you kissed my ass or you weren't fucking other people or anything. It was about when you were with me, you treated me like I was number one. You always made me feel that way. I don't want a booty. There's a guy that wants me to be his booty call now. And he's a guy that I really like that didn't want a relationship. It's one of those God fucking slave situations. I I am yeah, not going to no. booty call with a guy that never gave me one that didn't like that wants me to think I'm beneath him. No way. That's torture. A booty call with a guy that looks at you when he takes you out to dinner, compliments you, makes you feel like you're fucking great. And everything. that is the perfect booty call. That's the only booty call I do. That's why I was successful with you. Because when you're with a girl, you make her feel number one. You don't no. looking at every girl that walks by, even though you're fucking every girl that walks by. You're, you don't have that energy. You keep it under wraps. And, you know, if you're going to be a player, that's the kind of player you 
should be. Blatant players, they're just not attractive. Well, I mean that and it also makes the sex better. If you're out with somebody and you make them feel like they're they're the most special person there. Absolutely. I mean, I really know that I was the hottest, greatest girl that you were ever with. <laughs> so there was no, you know, there was, there was no Thing that you're playing you know what I mean I really I really know that that was the truth so that also helped wow well that is definitely a page out of my uh, my handbook right and that was the reason and why it works it works you make the girl work. feel you make the girl feel like she's the only one in the room she's super special and it it, it it comes back to you in spades when the lights go out trust me right a girl will work harder better oh yeah I always tell guys, you could tell if a girl really likes you by how good of a he- head she gives you. Like, if you're like a, that girl giving the worst head, it's like, maybe she didn't try so hard because maybe she doesn't like you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, I think, you know, if you really like a guy, you just want to drive him fucking crazy. I'll still always give good head, I think, because I just give good head. And even if I don't like, but I don't really fool around with people I don't like. Now that I don't drink, I can't do that. It just doesn't work for me. You can't numb. No, I can't. I can't even have, I don't even have booty calls anymore, really, anymore. I, if I like, you know, if I like somebody, that's who I, I sleep, you know, I like to have someone that I like so I could sleep with someone because I like to have sex and I think it's very important and healthy. I, I always had a rule like I, you never go one month without having, getting laid or having some kind of, you just can't do that to yourself. Um, but I don't have, I don't even have booty calls anymore. That's good. Yeah. I, I'm not into it. Well, I mean, you can't do that forever. I can't. No, not and, really. It's something clicked a change. I just can't can't do it. I, I'm more into someone if I'm into them. I'm like I'm a normal con- person. I'm now. convinced in this day and age that it it's almost dangerous. I mean, oh, yeah. with with, uh, with you know the the dating sites. And my favorite thing was I talked to somebody who said uh, I asked where where did you meet the this girl, and they were like, oh, online. And I said, "Oh, were you on Match or one of the other dating sites?" And he's like, "No, Craigslist." Oh, I'm that's like, what are you, scary crazy? shit. Yeah, she's a plus. She's a twenty-five dollar hooker. You know, I I, I just think I, I feel sorry. You know, for the kids growing up now, with you know, there there are so many crazy people out there, and you don't know who you're bringing into your house. No, you know? I don't think I They're know. It's not crazy. All good, wholesome Jersey Guidos, like uh, <laughs> head like to myself. toe Puma Guidos. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if the guy can pay the check in cash, he's a good guy. Right, but Tommy, so I want you to come back, and when Irene's out of town, and I need a co-host to step in for her, you could be our co-host, right? I would love to. Okay, but next to. time we need to have callers. I want people to call in and have questions. As long as and you we don't talk beat to me them. up as much as you did this time. What do you mean? How did I beat you up? I gave you props. I talked about how, like, what a master player you were like that was the whole point of this is how you worked me and got me to want you that's what you did you made it my choice in your even though it was your choice in your own roundabout kathy way yes i'll accept that that's exactly what i did it was awesome yeah it was awesome okay so until next time bye bye Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.